Greetings to you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ on this Palm Sunday day. Just a couple words of announcement before we have our service today. Uh, the first of those announcements is to let you know uh, that church leadership in both congregations at Peace in Finlayson and St. Paul's in Bruno has decided to continue the cancellation of all church activities until that date of April 30th, which the government has been suggesting. So there will be no services or activities at either congregation until April 30th. That of course means that both Holy Week this week and Easter will be affected by that. But please do know that we will place services online on Monday, Thursday, on Good Friday, and on Easter Sunday. And I'd ask you to watch our Facebook page and our church website as well, uh, because I may have a couple things that I'm asking you to do to help sort of interact during this time. So check back there as far as opportunities that you might be able to participate in. For instance, if you watch to the end of this video today, uh, you'll be able to see pictures and videos people sent in uh, for this occasion of Palm Sunday. And I may have similar things for us to do uh, throughout the rest of the week. So please check back for those things. Uh, next is just a reminder again that if you would like to continue to send in your offering regularly, uh, that would certainly be welcomed. And the best way to do that again is just to mail it to us uh, through the normal mail service. Uh, if you take your offering envelope and put it inside of another regular envelope and send it to the church, that'll be the easiest way for us to account for things. The next thing that I wanted to mention uh, was that our uh, food bank is always in need. And we usually in March kind of take up those noisy change offerings, if you remember that. And then we have the fill or pack the pew event that we usually do. Well, we didn't get to do those things. So what I'm asking you to do, if you are able, is to perhaps make a special donation to the food bank in this time. And again, the easiest way to do that is simply to send that check and mark it clearly that it is for the food bank, but to send it to the congregation, uh, then we will make sure that money gets to the food bank uh, in a relatively quick period of time. But that'll be a way to serve others in this time of need and kind of make up for what we weren't able uh, to do because we didn't gather those weeks that we usually have that practice. Finally, again, if you know of anyone that has any sort of pastoral care need or any other kind of need, again, please reach out to me or an elder and let us know uh, whether that's as simple, as something as simple rather as needing to get better access to the sermons and the materials that are coming out or whether it's some sort of financial need that has been brought on due to this situation or even, a, of course, a sickness or something that's been brought on. Please reach out and let us know. God's peace to you this day. I hope this service today uh, is encouraging to you as our King comes to us to save us. God's peace be with you. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of his Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna to the Son of David. Let us pray. Merciful God, as the people of Jerusalem with palms in their hands gathered to greet your dearly beloved Son when he came into his holy city, grant that we may ever hail him as our King, and when he comes again, may go forth to meet him with trusting and steadfast hearts, and follow him in the way that leads to eternal life. Through the same Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, 
one God, now and forever. Amen. The Holy Gospel, according to St. John, the 12th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. The next day, the large crowd that had come to the feast heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem. So they took branches of palm trees and went out to meet him, crying out, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, even the King of Israel. And Jesus found a young donkey and sat on it, just as it is written, Fear not, daughter of Zion, behold, your king is coming, sitting on a donkey's colt. His disciples did not understand these things at first, but when Jesus was glorified, then they remembered that these things had been written about him and had been done to him. The crowd that had been with him when he called Lazarus out of the tomb and raised him from the dead continued to bear witness. The reason why the crowd went to meet him was that they had heard he had done this sign. So the Pharisees said to one another, You see that you are gaining nothing. Look, the world has gone after him. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Let us go forth in peace in the name of the Lord.
Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Let us pray. Almighty and everlasting God, you sent your Son, our Savior Jesus Christ, to take upon himself our flesh and to suffer death upon the cross. Mercifully grant that we may follow the example of his great humility and patience and be made partakers of his resurrection. Through the same Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Old Testament reading for Palm Sunday is from Isaiah chapter 50. The Lord God has given me the tongue of those who are taught, that I may know how to sustain with a word him who is weary. Morning by morning he awakens, he awakens my ear to hear as those who are taught. The Lord God has opened my ear, and I was not rebellious. I turned not backward. I gave my back to those who strike, and my cheeks to those who pull out the beard. I hid not my face from disgrace and spitting, but the Lord God helps me. Therefore, I have not been disgraced. Therefore, I have set my face like a flint, and I know that I shall not be put to shame. He who vindicates me is near. Who will contend with me? Let us stand up together. Who is my adversary? Let him come near to me. Behold, the Lord God helps me. Who will declare me guilty? This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The epistle is from Philippians chapter 2. Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not account equality with God a thing to be grasped, but made himself nothing, taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men. And being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Holy Gospel, according to St. Matthew, the 21st chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Now when they drew near to Jerusalem and came to Bethpage, to the Mount of Olives, then Jesus sent two disciples, saying to them, Go into the village in front of you, and immediately you will find a donkey tied and a colt with her. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, you shall say, The Lord needs them, and he will send them at once. This took place to fulfill what was spoken by the prophet, saying, Say to the daughter of Zion, Behold, your king is coming to you, humble and mounted on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a beast of burden. The disciples went and did as Jesus had directed them. They brought the donkey and the colt and put on them their cloaks, and he sat on them. Most of the crowd spread their cloaks on the road, and others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. And the crowds that went before him and that followed him were shouting, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. And when he entered Jerusalem, the whole city was stirred up saying, 
who is this? And the crowd said, this is the prophet Jesus from Nazareth of Galilee. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. The Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. that calls for our attention this Lord's Day is our epistle reading for today from Philippians chapter 2 where we are told that Jesus became obedient unto death even death on the cross. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Obedience. It's not a word that tends to bring a smile to the face right away. For at least a half a century if not longer our culture where we live has been urging disobedience as the real path to freedom and to prosperity. Don't listen to your parents. Don't listen to the government. Don't listen to your husband. Don't listen to your pastor. Don't listen to your boss. Authority, after all, we have been told, is the issue. It's the thing that holds people back from their best life. And therefore, disobedience is the only solution. Now, of course, there are times to disobey the authorities that God has placed into our lives, but those times and places are very few and far between. The scriptures would tell us that the only time when we are to disobey the authorities that God has placed in our life is when they forbid us to do something that God commands 
or they command us to do something God forbids. But our world would tell us there's like a million more reasons why you should do so in many times and in all sorts of places. Our Lord Jesus, though, was not influenced by such thoughts, which surely existed in his day as well. And while our modern American ears might not like to hear it, it is certainly proper for us to say today that the reason Jesus walks into Jerusalem on Palm Sunday is precisely because he is being obedient to his Father. The Father called him to walk into Jerusalem, and so he walked. He did not rebel, he did not turn backwards, and in so doing, he gave his body right into the hands of his adversaries to destroy him. As Paul says, he became obedient unto death, even death on a cross. No, he didn't do all of this because it just felt right in his heart. He didn't do it because he thought it would be easy. He didn't do it because he thought that somehow it would assure him a place of fame throughout the centuries. He did it because it was the Father's will for him to go, and therefore he went. As we hear about what happened on Palm Sunday, it might seem to us like being obedient to God's will was a rather easy thing to do on that day, that walking into Jerusalem was an easy choice to make. After all, we hear about those crowds that were there at Lazarus' resurrection, who were all there to praise him. We hear how the others around joined in those praises and began to laud him. We hear that the children in the temple continued their chants in his honor. The people, they waved their palm branches. They laid down their cloaks. They proclaimed that this was indeed the prophet Jesus from Nazareth. But Jesus, he was not so naive as to what was about to occur. It was clear to him that he was walking into a trap. He was drawing near to the very people who wished to kill him. Yes, he walked right into their place of business. He did so because it was the Father's will. Although many of his followers hoped that he was going to Jerusalem to take a place of comfort upon a throne, Jesus knew that that was not the case. He knew that he was going to be mocked. He knew that he would be bruised. He knew that he was going to be pierced. He knew it so well that he would sweat blood in the garden thinking about it. He knew it so well that he would ask the Father if there were any other way to accomplish the salvation of the world. He knew it so well that he went away by himself and prayed for strength. But there was a simple rule that he would not depart from in all he did. The one thing he would not do was to disobey his father. For he knew that the father was not only the authority standing above him, but he was also his helper going on before him. He could be, authority, he could be obedient rather to the authority of his father because he knew in the end the father was the one who would bring an end to the attack of his adversaries. He would rescue him. And in rescuing him would rescue all people. Jesus trusted the Father, and therefore he placed his times into his hands. 
And so he came into Jerusalem. He rode in on the donkey, just as he was supposed to do. He came as a humble king, just as the father desired. He did not turn away from the spitting or the mockery or the pulling of his beard, because to do so would be to disobey his father. You see, even if others would declare him guilty, his own obedience would ensure that he would be found innocent by the ultimate judge. That is the obedience that our Lord showed. Obedience that did not care about personal comfort. Obedience that was not looking for a loophole of luxury. Obedience that trusted in the one to whom his life had been entrusted. And all of this, ultimately, because of your disobedience. Oh yes, your disobedience to the authorities that God has placed in your life. Disobedience to your parents, your husband, your boss. Disobedience to governmental authorities. Disobedience to the spiritual authorities God has placed in your life. And yes, disobedience to God directly not placing him first, not honoring his name, not treasuring his word, not following his ways or commands or living in accordance with the order he has given in creation. You know, Jesus, of course, would have been eternally obedient to the Father, regardless of all of this. But if you and I and all of humanity had not been so disobedient, the Father would have never needed to ask the Son to do what he did during Holy Week. Jesus' obedience could have been a much more pleasant route had it not been for our disobedience. And so do not this day take your disobedience lightly. Do not think that your disobedience has only led to Jesus being lauded in the streets of Jerusalem or being greeted with hosannas. Know for certain that your disobedience caused him to be mocked on the hills outside of Jerusalem and to be jeered at with cries of crucify. As the great Holy Week hymn says, You who think of sin but lightly, nor suppose the evil great, here may view its nature rightly, here its guilt may estimate. Mark the sacrifice appointed, see who bears the awful load, Tis the word the Lord's anointed, the Son of Man and Son of God. There are a thousand different ways that the evil one tries to get each one of us to believe that our sins could never add up to an awful load that someone else might have to carry. He lies and tells us that we have no choice but to sin. He tells us that everybody sins. He assures us that other sins are certainly more grievous than the ones we do. He assures us that God is so kind that surely he can't care all that much about sin. He convinces us at times that the things we do that are sinful are not sinful. He tells us that they are justified. He tells us that they're just the things we had to do in the moment. And all too often, we latch on to one of these lies or several of them and end up not feeling all that bad about our sin. Oh, we know we have sinned. We know that we are sinners. But we often don't grieve our sins. Our consciences are not terrified. We think that cart that holds our sins might have a few sticks and stones thrown into it. But we would never call it an awful load. But this week, 
if we will meditate upon our Lord's death, such lies will be taken away from us one by one. As the hosannas of today become the crucifieds of tomorrow, we will see the true nature of our sin. We will understand just how bad our disobedience is. You will understand how bad your disobedience is. And if we do, well, then we will see how good Christ's obedience is. You will see just how good Christ's obedience is. If you see that, then you will sing authentically, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. You will sing the words they sang there on that first Palm Sunday in sincerity and in truth. You will join all of us as we rejoice together at the coming of our Lord. We will lay down everything we have. We will bow in obedience. We will rise up in praise because we know that this King does come to save us, to save us from our disobedience through his perfect obedience. If you understand that all today, well, then you get to confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the Father. For this is the simple truth you must know this day. You have been wildly disobedient. Jesus has been steadfastly and perfectly obedient for you. And you are saved. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Amen. And then may the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ rest upon you this day. In his name we pray. Amen. Let us pray for the church, that the Lord would defend her against all enemies and keep her true to Jesus Christ by the power of his word and spirit. Gracious Lord, keep your scattered church in your mercy, that she may endure the assaults of the evil one and remain faithful for the sake of those numbered within your kingdom and those who have not yet heard the gospel and been brought to faith. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Let us pray for all pastors, for all church workers, and for all the baptized in their vocation as God's people. Almighty God, by your Spirit, you have gathered us as your church and promised that wherever two or three are together in your name, there you are in our midst. Do not allow stress or disaster to distract us from the particular callings which you have given us in your church home, and community. Grant to us every gift and blessing needful, that we may honor our calling and serve you to the best of our ability. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Let us pray for the government, for all in authority over us, and for our lives as citizens and neighbors. Almighty Lord, you have established the kingdom of the left, and hold accountable all those who govern in this and every place. Guide our president, the members of Congress, the governor of this state, and all who make, administer, judge, and enforce our laws, that they would serve nobly and wisely, pursuing the path of justice and protecting the citizens entrusted to them. Give them the wisdom and strength needed to bring our world out of crisis and back to further stability. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.
Let us pray for an end to violence and terror, for those imprisoned, for the troubled in mind, and for those who suffer any affliction of the body. Merciful Lord, your grace is sufficient for all of our needs, and you have promised to be the strength of the weary, the hope of those who fear, the healing of the ill, the fullness of those disabled, and the peace of all who are distressed. Hear us on behalf of our nation and the world, which is suffering pandemic and isolation. We ask also that you would watch over Pamela Berge, Peggy Harris, Larry Alm, Tom Kosky, Elaine Stieg, and Cindy Gus, as they suffer the effects and treatments of cancer. We pray that you would watch over Bev Newham as she continues to recover at home. We ask that you would watch over those who we now name in our hearts silently, that all may be well supplied by your grace in every time of trouble. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Let us pray then for those not yet of the kingdom, that God would make us bold to speak the faith to them, and that hearing they might believe. Everlasting Father, it is your will that all should be saved and come to the knowledge of your Son by faith. Give to your word success, and deliver from error all those who live in darkness and fear, that they may walk in the light of the Lord Jesus Christ, and have confidence for the trials of this world, and hope for the world to come, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Let us pray finally for the earth to be fruitful, and for our good use of all of the fruits of the earth. Blessed Lord, you give food to the hungry, and provide for all of our needs in this mortal life. Grant to us a grateful heart, and knowledge to use wisely and well all that you have entrusted to our care. Bless those whose work it is to make, prepare, deliver, and serve our daily bread, and give relief to those whose work has been halted. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Let us pray together the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. The Lord be with you, and with thy spirit. Bless we the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen.
Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna! Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. 